This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the October 18th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters, Kanye is buying Parler, a social media platform that emphasizes free speech. Question, if Patrick Henry were alive today, would he say, give me the ability to say what my betters tell me I can say or give me death? Asking for a friend. Former Soviet Union countries from the south of Russia are standing up to Russia, and specifically Putin. Putin needs them to circumvent sanctions. They are criticizing Putin for not helping them more. The NIH released a study saying that there may be an increased risk of uterine cancer if you use some hair-straightening products. The European Union foreign policy chief said that the EU should treat China more as a competitor. That is a Reuters news story. Evidently, Reuters thinks that is news, and that the foreign policy chief said something newsworthy. I am flabbergasted that this passes for intelligent thought. If these people are just now realizing that China is a competitor, then they need to start listening to views on the news from the couch. Russia is using drones to attack the people and key infrastructure in Ukraine. Ukraine is planning anti-drone domes. I keep saying there was no Russian collusion in our election. It is starting to look like it is possible there was a bit of Russian collusion in the creation of the Steele dossier which was used against Trump. Further on that general subject, in the trial by Special Prosecutor Durham against Igor Danchenko, it is looking less like the FBI were unwitting stooges and more like the FBI, at least the headquarters part of the FBI, were close to corrupt. Saudi Arabia, as part of OPEC+, Plus, cut oil supply. Now some Democrats are calling for retaliation with proposed legislation to halt arms sales to Saudi Arabia. Oh, I should mention that the Saudis and others say that the Biden administration asked that the decision to decrease oil production be delayed for a month so the U.S. could get past the midterms. Uh, folks on the left said that sort of thing was impeachable when Trump was president. Me, I said that sort of thing goes on all the time, so I am not calling for Biden's impeachment. I would run ads that Democrats weren't worried about the effect on the American people, just on their electoral prospects. A Jonathan Turley article, and you know I love Turley articles, reports that in addition to Hunter Biden receiving $3.5 million from the wife of Moscow's mayor in a real estate activity, he received $40 million in investments per the Daily Mail. Moving on, but not too far. Andrew McCarthy says in the Link National Review article based on allegations made by Senator Grassley that the FBI has information that, quote, the Biden family began doing work on behalf of a Chinese government front company while Joe Biden was vice president. Grassley further claims compensation for his work, for this work, was intentionally delayed until Biden was out of office, after which the company paid the Bidens approximately $6 million, a per percentage of which was slated to go to the then former vice president as he planned his 2020 presidential run, end quote. The U.S. government plans to pump more oil out of the strategic oil reserves. These reserves were created years ago to store oil in case of a national emergency. 
I think almost a billion gallons of oil were stored in underground natural reservoirs for use when we really needed them, like a war that might shut off supplies from the Middle East. Two short years ago, that might not have been critical because the United States was producing more oil than we were using, but oil production is down now. For many years, when oil prices spiked, our government would re release a few million barrels. In my view, not enough to matter relative to the reserves and not enough to matter relative to the supply and demand for oil. If it had any effect, it was to show the oil markets we were serious about controlling prices. I think that was about as effective as President Gerald Ford's win buttons. Win stood for whip inflation now. What bothers me is the Biden administration may be releasing too much oil, or at least is heading in that direction. I want that reserve if the Suez Canal gets blocked in China or someone threatens oil tankers heading the long way to Europe and the United States. Unlikely, but that is what the oil reserves are for. I think Biden is releasing oil from the reserves to try to tamp down on oil prices, at least through the midterms, you know, for political reasons. I have never heard of Delano Squires before. He is a research fellow at the Heritage Foundation and wrote the linked article, The Democrats Are Losing Black Men, The Moynihan Report Explains Why. I find it an interesting read, but less from the standpoint of electoral politics and more from a sociological standpoint. Let's start with, with revealing that Mr. Squires is black. You probably need to know that, so some won't say he's racist. Secondly, you should know a bit about the Moynihan Report, which was written by former Senator Moynihan when he was Assistant Secretary of Labor in 1965. Per the author, quote, Moynihan predicted that equality in a post-civil rights era would be impossible for black Americans because of two factors. Racism for at least one generation after the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the structure of black families, end quote. On the electoral side of things, he said black men support for Biden is, is at 79%. That is high. But Biden's support amongst black women is even higher. And while 79 support is high, Democrats think they own black votes, so not getting 100% is a problem. The author quotes Joe Biden to make this point, quote, If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black, end quote. The author mentions a Democratic candidate who said the reason that 20% of black men voted for Trump was because they, quote, they hate black women, end quote. Let's say it together. There's some bullshit out there. Going back to Moynihan, his report talked quite a bit about family, and he thought the 25% number for black children born outside of marriage was a bad thing. The author says that number rose to 70% in the 90s, and per the author, quote, in 2019, nearly two-thirds, 64%, of black children were living in single-parent homes, end quote. The author turns again to the Moynihan Report, where he argued the matriarchal structure in the black community deprived black men, quote, of the authority they needed to lead, end quote. He goes on to say, quote, many black men then and now do an admirable job of providing for and protecting their families, but there are also entire neighborhoods in some cities where it is rare to find a black child living in a home with his married biological parents, end quote. I'm a little worried how y'all will receive the lead part of this par paragraph. 
For the record, I'm an equal guy. I'm not saying men need to or could lead women. But the money line in the article is this, quote, For the most part, women in these communities are married to the government at both the federal and state levels, which plays the role of husband and father. Democratic elected officials and unelected bureaucrats promise and provide food, shelter, health care, and child care to millions of low-income black women and their children, end quote. There is a lot to unpack in that article. First, is it true? For those listening, I capitalized it. Are the author's facts correct and his arguments? Sounds good to me, but I do think we need to dwell more on it and less on what follows. Does the author exaggerate a bit? I don't have an answer. Second, I would tweak things. He talks about the importance of having fathers along with mothers in the household. I think I would go with two parents, and I care less about having one of each gender, assuming you think there are primarily two genders. Two people give the child two different views to deal with. And raising kids is hard, and having a second person to share the load with is important. I don't think we should overthink this. Was Vice President Dan Quayle right when he said in 1992 that, quote, bearing babies irresponsibly is simply wrong? Failing to support children one has fathered is wrong. We must be unequivocal about this. It doesn't help matters when primetime TV has Murphy Brown, a character who supposedly epitomizes today's intelligent, highly paid professional woman, mocking the importance of fathers by bearing a child alone and calling it just another lifestyle choice, end quote. I think Dan was basically correct and went a bit too far. We should encourage two-parent homes, even encourage the parents to get married, while supporting the single parents who are single, either because of circumstances or because they never found the right partner but want a child. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.